We continue the conversation on the talking point. Today's a special broadcast. We're live at the Itemba Labs. It's a scientific research center. But today, of course, we're launching the isotope facility. We're going to be hearing more from um, Mantakazi Ndoyi, who is the production manager here at Itemba Labs. It sounds like a simple role, but based on what Dr. Aransa has said so far, I imagine it's anything but. Before we get into that conversation, though, let's take the latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on The Talking Point live from Itemba Labs this morning. Mandagazi Ndoyi, production manager at the Itemba Labs. Mandagazi, good morning. Thank you for your time today. Morning. Thank you for having me. I was saying earlier, it sounds like when you say production manager, one mm-hmm. you know has an idea of what that kind of job would entail. But given the fact that we are at a lab that deals with isotopes, nuclear medicine, I imagine your job is a lot more complicated. It is complicated, but it can be simplified, mm-hmm. right? Um, I heard Dr. Ivarense explaining the whole process from bombardment up to a point where then we must do the separation of the target and then that that chemical separation to take what you want from what you don't want. So that's where my role basically starts, Mm -hmm. where then you separate and you take what you want. So it is chemistry. It is chemistry and um, it can be simplified. It's just understanding the chemistry behind the chemistry of separation, basically. Mm-hmm. When you look at the work that you're doing at these labs, especially when it comes to the diagnosis, as Dr. Arons was pointing out, and the treatment of cancer, how significant would you say your work has been in this country? And I would imagine even beyond the borders of this country. Yeah, definitely beyond the borders as well. Mm-hmm. It's very significant because... Um, the whole bombardment, the protons, that's the physics. But when physics translates into something that can be used by patients, that is the greatest impact of the, of the fundamental science. Mm-hmm. So I do believe and I do know that um, the work that I do is of utmost importance because of the impact it has on the nuclear medicine society. And let's talk about that process, right? Because I think that's that's the important part, but that's also where um, it becomes complicated because you guys talk about all of these terms that somebody like me is unfamiliar with. But in the end, all I know if I am experiencing symptoms and a doctor tells me that go for this and that a scan because I suspect it may be cancer, that is how I experience the work that you've put into it as the end consumer. That's right. Yes, that's right. Because so we do produce radio pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. that are used for the diagnosis at this stage. I do know some doctors do have a way around it to use for therapy as well. But we do produce for diagnostics. So the, any radio pharmaceutical that we make here, that's what will then be taken and be injected into a patient in order to diagnose through those cameras that Dr. Renzi spoke about earlier. Mm. When we look at the kind of impact, at least by the predictions that cancer is going to have on our society, it already has an impact. But I think we also have to look about what the future is predicted to be. How important do you think this work is going to be? 
it's greatly important. And as we launch this um, SAFE project today, it's, it's one of the things that will assist our nation and even beyond our borders because, as he explained earlier, to have a dedicated um, cyclotron that will assist us towards um, pushing out more radio pharmaceuticals. So, the, so the cyclotron gets. is the accelerator. Are those the same thing? Okay, I am following the conversation. Yeah. Okay, so, so to have a dedicated accelerator. Yes, for, yeah. Specifically for the nuclear medicine department, mm -hmm. that will help a lot in there because I did read that uh, the World Health Organization sees that about in 2030, mm -hmm. we would have um, a whole lot of cancer patients in the African continent. So this should really assist in the diagnosis and the treatment of patients by that time. When, we, when it comes to nuclear medicine, and Dr. Aronsa, you can also come in here. Most South Africans, when we speak nuclear, nuclear we're thinking electricity, mm. we're thinking do we need more nuclear to help keep our lights on. Is it the same nuclear? Well, it's, it's, it's in some way it is. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the same kind of understanding. It's mm -hmm. just the, the application of it that, that varies. So I think in, 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 in terms of, I'm going to say, Joe, so when we hear the word nuclear, what we often do is we actually interchange the first two letters. So it goes from nuclear and it becomes unclear. <laughs> um, but, but I think for, for most of us, when we, when we hear the word, we think bombs. Yes. Um, we think danger. Yes. I think the, the, the beauty, in a sense, of, of the work that Mandakazi and the rest of the team are doing is that the, the radiation that causes cancer is the same radiation that can be used to cure cancer. Mm. It's just, it's just the, the dose that you get exposed to. So, so by understanding the interaction between radiation and biological systems, we are able to use that to our advantage. Uh, but I think that is that is true with most things. So whether you end up using your understanding in terms of the energy production gain, or whether you end up using your understanding in terms of nuclear warfare, um, it, it depends on what you do with it. But mm -hmm. I think it's important for, for the listeners to understand that Itema Labs is a research facility where we study the properties of the nucleus, which is that little thing that lives in the atom. And as we understand that better, we can use that understanding to impact lives. And I think it's, it's often underestimated the power of basic research. I mean, we, we are all happy with something like the World Wide Web, but very few people know that the World Wide Web was born at a research facility called CERN. Mm. So as scientists were trying to share information, they developed a way to do that, and that gave birth to the World Wide Web. But I think it's, it's understanding that as we pursue basic science, um, often through that practice, we end up stumbling over things that we can apply in different contexts. And that is mm -hmm. what we do with, with the isotopes. Really. Uh, how much of this research then uh, and the launch of this facility will also contribute to understanding the causes of cancer? Um, especially because you just said, Dr. Aaron said that the radio um, activity that causes cancer is the same that can be used to treat cancer. So, so yes, how much of the work will also go into that? Well, I mean, Mandakazi, you're welcome to also come in, but yeah. I mean, we, we have a, a, a dedicated group of our colleagues mm -hmm. that are part of what we call radiation biophysics. Mm -hmm. 
and, and they specifically zoom in on trying to better understand the interaction between radiation and biological systems and use that understanding. And I mean, mm -hmm. one of the fascinating projects that they were actually working on was a study on elephants. Um, you know, so, so one would think that if, if cancer deals with the uncontrolled growth of cells, you would think that the bigger you are, the more cells you have. Mm -hmm. And if you have more cells, then you are more likely to end up get, getting cancer. So you would assume naively that elephants which are way bigger than human beings, should be more prone to cancer than what human beings would be. But it's actually the other way around. Mm -hmm. so, so they are, are doing some research to, to try and understand why elephants are, in a sense, cancer-resistant. And how do we use that understanding to maybe impact the way in which we combat and treat uh, cancer? And, and I think one of the other projects that they're working on is, is on space travel. Um, and, and understanding the impact of space travel because you know at the moment we are shielded but obviously as you go closer to the source the more exposure you get mm -hmm. so so what is the impact of radiation on uh, the bodies of those who are involved in space travel what's the impact of radiation on electronics so what happens if you send up a satellite um, how do we ensure that the satellite doesn't get fried if it gets exposed to radiation. So there's a lot of basic research, but in, in terms of the safe facility, I think it's also important to understand that there's some new things that people want to look at. Mm -hmm. They want to look at uh, what they call theranostics, where you combine therapy and diagnostics. So you find, diagnose, once you find, you treat therapy. So you kind of hunt in pairs. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is some of the new developments. We also want to look at what people call targeted alpha therapy or TAT. Uh, but I mean, maybe people are getting tired of my deep voice. It's time to hand over to a slightly thinner voice. Yeah. Makazi, you, you, yeah. you're welcome to go in. Yeah, I am in agreement with what he was saying. Yes, we will be looking at TET, which he's just mentioned now, the targeted alpha therapy. So that's the... That is one step up from what we are doing now, as well as the theranostics where you do mm -hmm. treat and diagnose with, you, you do make, put together two, two radiopharmaceuticals and then you achieve two things by using just one combined element. What are often the questions that you are having to deal with from patients who have been diagnosed with cancer? Um, from my side, I don't really do it. Yes, so I mean, just, just as a facility, because I imagine mm -hmm. that you're using a lot of that, whether it's through doctors mm -hmm. and what they require from you, to mm -hmm. sort of gauge what is needed in the market right now. Um, from my awareness, I know mm -hmm. that the, the TAT is one of the things that are needed by the market, mm. as well as the theranostics, mm. which the SAFE project may allow us to then tap into that at this stage, because currently we're doing the diagnostics only. And, and remind me again, what does the TAT do? It's the targeted alpha therapy. Okay, yes. okay, okay. So, 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 that, so that's, that's essentially what um, you're getting from the doctors who are treating pa yes. pa cancer patients. Yeah. The role of radiation and, and cancer, technology and cancer, because sometimes you hear people saying, no, you must not microwave your food because that leads to an increase in cancer. Don't use your cell phone. Don't use your laptop. Um, can you provide any insight into that? 
Well, I think it's, it's important to understand that if you, if you think about basic science, you know, so you have something known as the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm. There's a whole range of frequencies. Uh, and sometimes people would, would talk about radio waves. And they would think, oh, it's the waves that come out of the radio. Uh, but, but those labels are, are descriptors linked to the frequency. Right? Yeah. So when we talk about our radiation, when we talk about gammas, we are at the almost extreme end of that spectrum. So it's, it's way beyond micro. Yeah. You know? So we, we're talking at, at, at very, very high frequencies, very high energy, and it's a different, different ball game. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's like you said, I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff in, in terms of general society that people don't quite understand. It's easy to get swayed. So, so we can hard. use our microwaves and our cell phones and our laptops in peace. Let, let me ask you this question. <laughs> microwave door there are little holes right so when, when your food spins round yes yes you are able to look through the door yes to see how the food is spinning. yes have you ever wondered where there's something that's peeking back out at you through that same hole <laughs> no man <laughs> of course not why not because there's a door okay but maybe I'll leave that with you. No, 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 man. <laughs> You're supposed to be helping the situation, not making it worse. <laughs> Mandrakazi, he hasn't answered the question. No, I'm just leaving the question with you. But again, I think it's, it's, it's about, you know, sometimes we, we tap into these things. So we would say, oh, radiation is bad. But people don't have problems going for an x-ray. Yeah. So I worry mm -hmm. about microwaves, but I go for x-rays. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what? What's going on? And, and what do we understand? What don't we understand? And how do we create a platform where people can engage in the science? Because when we talk about the impact of science, we're trying to make our society more literate. But how do we educate people so mm. that we know what is a micro? You know, I mean, I spoke to you earlier about small things, mm. right? We play in the Fento game. Okay, so you know we're meter. Yes. Now take a meter and cut it up in a thousand pieces. So this week I've learned about a petrobite. Yes. Oh. And today I'm learning about... A femtometer. A femtometer. How small is a femtometer? Because I can't say how big is it. Here we go. Uh -huh. A meter. Mm -hmm. Cut it up in a thousand pieces. Right? Take out one piece. That you call a millimeter. Yes. Take that millimeter. Cut it up in a thousand pieces. Sure. Take out one piece. We call that a micrometer. 70, 70 of those together is the thickness of your hair. Now take one micrometer, cut it in a thousand pieces, take out one. That is a nanometer. So it's not even a femabyte yet. No. <laughs> Nano. Take the nanometer, cut it up into a thousand pieces, take out one. Right? That is a, that's n to the minus 12. Picometer. Mm -hmm. Then we are at the femtometer scale. That is the size of a proton. Sure. That's the size of the things that we accelerate. So when we say we make small things go fast, if yeah. we put a proton in our accelerator, we can give it enough energy to go four times around the Earth in one second. 